All right, babe, here we go. Okay, y'all, welcome in to this episode. This one is especially dear to my heart. This is this is a potent one. So the woman you're about to hear is completely mind-blowing, absolutely an incredible soul. I'm so honored to have had this time with her. And what makes this so incredibly special is that I don't remember when, maybe five to six years ago, I was working at a camp for teenagers and I was the camp counselor. I forget what the term was. Um, You know, there's cabins and you have your group of amazing souls that you're supporting and getting really deep with, just soul deep with these incredible humans. And so I was supporting these teenagers and Tony was one of these people. Tony was this amazing gorgeous soul being back then you know we just she was such a blessing to everybody then and now when I saw her book in this call you know we've we've stayed in contact just kind of knowing of each other and when I saw her book in this call I was especially touched and especially excited because it is an honor it is an honor to come back into contact, come back into touch with a person who's gone through all of this expansion, all of this development from the time that we knew them earlier in their life. And what she shared with me and where she's at right now and what she's doing and holding and being and the kind of leader she is for multiple communities and the projects that she's spearheading it, it like I am just blown away. I'm blown away and there's nothing more I can do than simply just let you listen to this and be deeply, deeply inspired. That is my intention and my wish for you. And I'm just going to say like, whoa, like welcome in. Here we go. This, this is a wild one. And like just a huge, amazing welcome. I almost cannot believe it. And of course I can believe it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. Ah, what what is what is happening for you? And I'm so excited to I'm so honored really to be here with you in this in this place and time, um, mm-hmm. supporting you in this way. And mm-hmm. I just want to hand it over to you and say like, hi, tell me all the things. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I literally have not seen you since Hippie Camp. Um <laughs> But I mean, honestly, you know, I think about you so often and you've uh, you have had such a huge influence on my life. And I've recently become a camp counselor myself. I went and was a camp counselor at Camp Sababa, a Jewish summer camp on Long Island over the summer. And I just I couldn't help think about, you know, you being my camp counselor back when I was in high school. And oh I don't know, I just sort of have been a little bit living life like a little bit sort of like what would Anna do like what would Anna think or in this situation when dealing with issues with kids or you know when people aren't getting along and I just thought I'd let you know um wow everyone deserves to know these things (laughs) wow thank you I'm really just like receiving this into my heart and breathing this in and almost yeah like it's I 
I'm deeply surprised in the most profound, humbled way. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course, you're welcome. Well, you've had, you know, a huge influence on my life. And um, and I just, you know, also remembering hula hooping with Leif too. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you're still in contact with Leif or not, but um, yeah, I just... No, I'm still hooping. I'm still flow dancing. I've recently started fire hooping. So I'm now listening to start dancing with fire. And I don't know. It's just really, really amazing. Um, But it's also been a little bit overwhelming considering the amount of things I've been doing and fitting into my day. Um, Of course, like they're all things that I'm passionate about. So I've been like filling my day with things that I absolutely love. But then realizing more and more, you know, sometimes it can get overwhelming if I'm doing so many things that I love crammed into a day and then mm-hmm. I'm starting to lose sort of track of where should my priorities lie. And I'm also, you know, getting two degrees and writing a thesis. And then I'm realizing that I'm also finding myself putting a lot of effort into pleasing people when mm-hmm. in reality, I sometimes they just take, I, I'm realizing, oh, wow, I'm being taken advantage of in this situation. I'm having a hard time kind of realizing when, when I'm being taken advantage of, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. And wow, absolutely. And so these things that you're doing in your day, they're kind of your personal activities. Of course, it's also related with your school and your degrees. It's kind of a mix of everything or what's, what are the activities? That would be my first question. And then the other one, I'd be so curious to hear about that place where you're you're feeling like perhaps you're being taken advantage of if you're willing or able to just give a little bit more specifics on that? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So starting off the very get-go, I'm working on a solar panel business with my parents, with my family. I'm Mm. very, very close with my parents. We're working on Gizmo Power, which is a solar panel carport business that's bringing solar to become more accessible to the general public and also more by more accessible I mean more affordable um, by creating a mobile solar system so it's not considered a stationary structure it's on wheels so the permitting process is totally different for system on wheels it should be also a lot more affordable because you know since it's not a stationary structure it can be wheeled into your garage if there's ever a hurricane so we've Mm. been receiving a huge amount of press and interest in this um, but we're unfortunately also in getting pushback from, I guess, honestly, politics. Uh, you know, right now, politicians and FPL don't want this happening because they're losing customers. If more yeah. people go solar, they're losing money because they have a monopoly on the power industry. So it's also seeing how frustrated my dad gets from the corruption in this right now, we're not, we're not dealing with, with issues of, of lack of interest. We're dealing with issues where we literally can't get the things permitted because the local government doesn't want it to happen because Mm. of corruption. And it's sort of, I'm trying to use my platform to kind of expose this corruption um, while also not burning down bridges because I know I need to be on good terms with people. And it's just hard for me to, say bad things about a company or or not the government in general when I know that I'm definitely the kind of person who ends up I I guess the the term is like sugaring up to people like I'm definitely try to be a people pleaser so I really do not enjoy putting someone down but this is this is a case where it's not just someone it's like several group of people change makers policy makers that aren't doing their job of trying to work on promoting this so we've got that that's one side of my life second side second part is I'm the 
I run a rowing team. I run Sarasota's collegiate rowing team, New Crew SRQ. So it's a cross-college reliance rowing team that includes athletes from four colleges in Sarasota. So Sarasota is the rowing capital of the United States. And we've had the Olympic trials here, the world championships, the national championships. And so I just made no sense. There was no collegiate rowing here when I started. I've, I've been rowing for like nine years now. Mm. And I just like, why is there no collegiate rowing in Sarasota? Hartford, Yale, Princeton, come to Sarasota to row. Why is there no, uh, there's high school rowing and there's master's rowing, but it just totally skips that college level. So I founded the team. I, my dad taught me how to weld and I was basically fixing equipment and making everything work. We started as we call ourselves the trash panda rowing club. We're rowing with trashed equipment that I fixed up and made new and basically threw love into and then made it workable. And I'm trying to create a new inclusive rowing culture. I've started coaching blind athletes and I also I'm currently dating a guy who's a Paralympic, so a Paralympic athlete. So he's training for the Paralympics for a Paralympic cycling. Um, he's training for the Paris Paralympics of 2024. And recently he said expressed interest in trying out Paralympic rowing and the, the park, Nathan Benderson Park, we have partnership with, um, has equipment to allow uh, athletes, paraplegic athletes who are paralyzed um, waist down to row as well. So just go arms and body. So I'm like, I'm basically proving that anyone can be a rower. You don't have to be a exclusive elitist six foot 10 um, <laughs> Ivy league person. Like you can be a, a musician or an artist or a paraplegic or a blind rower. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't really matter being part of a team and being the feeling of being in sync with everyone, everyone's breath synchronizing, everyone's rhythm synchronizing in a boat. It's really something beautiful and artistic. I'm trying to express and break down that barrier and stereotype of, oh, rowing's only for the elitist. Like to me, I'm, I'm just like totally trying to destroy that stereotype. And then there's another part of my life that's trying to stay in with the circus arts. I'm trying to find time to go hooping and I just recently bought aerial silks I'm trying to get into aerial silks but I just haven't found a lot of time to do that because I'm also getting two degrees studying become a physicist and environmental scientist because I'm realizing more and more the people who really end up making change are the people who do the calculations for um, whether or not something's possible for uh, say when it comes to sustainability night and day, you can say, oh, we can do X, Y, and Z. We can put solar panels on all, all the roads. And, but in reality, it's the physicists and the engineers who have to actually do the calculations to see if it's even physically possible. So I'm, I want to be on that board of, of decision makers who are able to calculate and, and you know, do the math and science behind whether what is physically possible or what needs to be done in order to make something possible. Um, I'm still, I miss painting. I haven't gotten any chance to paint recently. And I, I don't know, there's just, I, I realize I, there's a lot of things in my life on path and mermaiding. Oh my God, I can forget. Like I, <laughs> I want to go mermaiding. I want to just drop everything and just put on my mermaid tail and just go for a swim in the ocean and just forget about everything. Um, and I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's, it's just all these, all these things. They, they basically make up my personality. But also I start getting overwhelmed because I notice people seem to be happier by having simpler lives. And I have such a complicated life. Complicated may might be the wrong word, but I just have such a very diverse set of interests. And But at least it's a good thing because I know I'll never be bored. But it's it's also overwhelming because I, I, I can sense myself that I could see where I could improve in things. Like I wish I could improve in my slacklining skills. I'm like, 
I literally don't have time for this, but also, you know, maybe I could do that in the future. Maybe now is the time for me to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm just reminding myself you will have time later. Um, I, I don't know. That's, this is sort of where I'm at now. I'll throw in anything else that comes to mind, but that's kind of where I'm at now. Oh my goodness. Like I, like throughout you sharing this, I was just oscillating in my body (laughs) between a giant smile grin, tears in my eyes, like massive gratitude, feeling so like in love and proud that you're in this world doing what you're doing. Just like awe, just pure awe, like tears in my eyes, giant smiles, everything. Thank you. Thank you for just being the the embodied soul human that you are. And any single one of these projects is completely awe-inspiring and world-shifting. And you living this gorgeous cyclone of expression and genius. So really, like the short answer would be like baby, go for it. Like, don't, you know, (laughs) don't tone it down at all. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. Like (laughs) this is, you know, this is, I feel that like, I'm so grateful and in awe because I hear every single person that has ever had like the fire and the spark for the world moving projects that maybe didn't have the support or the situation or the family or the environment to completely yeah. just like throw themselves in and say, well, I'm just shifting the world around yeah. and you are here and you're doing it. And I hear you saying yes to everything that's on your heart. And just in terms of kind of weaving in the painting and the mermaiding and the slacklining, I definitely see you at some point being like um, on some documentary, like as, you know, or like a video, <laughs> let's say that I, I love to watch these videos of like multimillionaires just being like, well, you know, now I've have this gorgeous life and they're just like slacklining in between two trees in their gorgeous yard. Like I, you know, that's probably going to be you. (laughs) (laughs) So you can kind of be in that. Um, (laughs) That said, what does, what do down moments look like for you? Like, um, you know, is it just like splayed out on the bed, like feeling, feeling the frequencies? Is it like, what, what's your downtime look like? And it doesn't even probably have to be downtime, but like, what do you count as that? And what are you doing in those moments? Um, I find myself a lot of downtime just sitting in my car, whether it's after rowing, after I dropped everything off, I sit in my car for sometimes up to like 45 minutes, mm-hmm. just like overwhelmed. My heart, I notice my heart rate is up. I'm just scrolling through Instagram for hours. I'm like, I'm wasting. Mm. And then I stop and I realize it's like, I just wasted 45 minutes where I could have been playing ukulele or doing something that brings me so much more joy. And instead I'm sitting here comparing myself to everyone out there who's mermaiding and I'm not mermaiding and making me sad (laughs) because I want to go mermaiding. And I'm like, Mm. to mermaid another time. And I just, I don't know. I've set also a time limit on these apps for myself, but then I always, you know, ask myself, well, 15 more minutes, click 15 more minutes. I just, Mm. I'm, and then I try to stop and think, okay, Tony, think about a singular post, a singular picture that you saw in the past 45 minutes. And I cannot think of a single one. And I think it genuinely is affecting my brain. It's, it's affecting my, the way I process information and yeah, that's, that's when I'm, it's a weird sitting at my lowest when I'm sitting in my car scrolling through Instagram for an hour. Like I just, I don't know. I just don't feel, I feel like I could be using my time, but also just, I'm too exhausted to 
go and do, I just want to do something that's mindless. Yeah. Um, I'm so and glad then you're aware I of feel that. guilty. Then I feel guilty for doing something that's mindless. Um, and I, I don't know that's, I guess that would be my, my downtime. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. Thank you for being honest about that and describing it so clearly and also so amazing because I was going to ask you, well, what's the real desire there? Well, it's to just be mindless. Like that's the real desire. I'm exhausted. I want to unplug. I want to be mindless. Like I just want to zone out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So interesting. We were just talking about this on another call recently. Like this is all of us are in. So in this kind of hypnotic experience with, with, there's opportunities for certain things like, so social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I love what you said about like, think about a picture that you've seen and you can't recall one. And I remember that for me, um, yeah, I don't think I had Instagram when I was younger, but I had TV and it was just like TV show, TV show, TV show. And I'm like, what did I just watch? I'm trying to recall. I literally can't remember. So yes, it is this kind of hypnotic, like hypnotic presence, which isn't even a presence but it's just like a hypnotic stasis almost. So this is so interesting. Love that you have the timers, like hear you on the whole, like it's like hitting snooze on the timer basically. So my question would be, and what I'd love to workshop Mm -hmm. is, well, how can you have the true underlying desire of, I just need to release and relax while also not not like we never go on Instagram, but I hear this comparison. I hear that creates um, other types of energies as well. So it is, we're actually like depositing energy into these app, um, app vortices, let's say. Right. And that are designed to actually receive that, that are actually, let me just take this a layer deeper. I feel like you know what I'm talking about here. They're actually designed to siphon energy from people like yourself. And yeah. the same frequency that you're encountering with um, the solar project, that's kind of like, no, we just don't want this out in the world. Yeah. The same thing with the apps. It's like, you know, powerful, incredible, driven people coming and depositing our energy in these vortices and in actually um, creating these emotions of comparison and judgment. And I'm not enough and I should be different. Whereas actually you're this incredible, amazing, powerful soul And, you know, those 45 minutes, yeah, sure. Like, I I just want to say, like, we get to scroll, we get to do that. And those 45 minutes, we could have had a deeper rest, a deeper unplugging um, that that serves then the next activity that we inevitably go into, which is that, you know, driven activity that we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then how, um, (laughs) so I love, um, personally, like I'm such a car person as well. Like I will Mm -hmm. pull up in the driver and just chill. Um, I've actually had my dad recently come out be like, are you coming in? I'm like, yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm just, I am in my vehicle by my, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) this is my safe place. This is my car. Exactly. I hear you. So in that moment, um, you know, so well, there's a couple things approaching the, the scroll experience is so interesting. And there's a couple things that I would say there. And one of them is even before we pull out the phone, it's like lean the seat back, you know, just lay back being in your bubble in your safe bubble in your space and hand on heart, like feeling your heart, feeling yeah. and breathing and just feeling your body. And in that moment, yeah. just taking that time 
to even dialogue with spirit, with your soul, with your consciousness, um, and giving that love to yourself and to your life. Maybe that's a good time to do kind of a review of the day. So a review of like, from the moment that I woke up, everything that's happened up until this moment in the car right now, it's kind of reviewing the day, looking at what took place. If there's Mm -hmm. any place that you want to actually like, um, trim. So kind of like prune and be like, Oh, you know, I wish this kind of went differently. Let me actually input that into, into the memory almost. So kind of like pruning the day, shifting it, being with the body. And, um, so how does that sound? First of all, that sounds like something I could do. Um, but I feel like, you know, I feel sometimes I tell myself, okay, if you scroll through Instagram, you'll find something useful make some sort of connection and be mm-hmm. productive. Cause okay. um, like, for example, I only signed up for this because I saw it on mm-hmm. Instagram and it was productive. Like I, they're very, you know, sometimes very, not often, but there are little golden Easter eggs um, that happened from me scrolling through Instagram or me making a connection with a potential investor or, so I give myself an a, a excuse to like, you know, there's a reason why you, you could be doing this. Um, uh, but I 100%. do like, but the thing is, like, I can set time aside out of my day to do that. Exactly. exactly. It doesn't have to be, you know, it's also straining for my neck. Um, it's really bad for my neck to be looking down like that for an extended period of time. So I like that. I like that idea. So the neck piece is so valid. There's so many pieces. I just mm-hmm. love your awareness. You're so sharp. You're so on it. Like, honestly, babe, everything's going to be incredible for you. Everything is incredible for you. You're doing so well. You're doing amazing. You are so much more than enough. And all the things that are streaming through you will be realized. It's going to be so good. And it is so good. I just want to really put that in the field. Like, you're an amazing, you're a complete, like, shining, embodied sun star. Like, you're amazing. And, yes, we get to tweak and amplify. And I really see you... At a certain point, I know that it's like almost like don't even add anything in. That said, at a certain point, maybe when you're done with your degrees, there is um, I think that you'd be a person who would greatly benefit from a high level mentor, somebody who's living these yeah. multiple dream businesses, really having mm-hmm. the kind of life that you want and just kind of being in um, a low time investment, but a high value mentorship with a person like that. Right. Um, right. That's a beautiful idea. Awesome. So first I, of, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have connections with um, mentors in the sense of Linda DeMello, the president of the Cross College Alliance. Every time I speak with her, I'm just like, wow. Mm. I, you know, she, she, she makes me aware of the things that have been accomplished under, because I'm also learning when to ask for help. That's one yes. thing that most recently, you know, before I was just like, oh, I should do this on my own. And then, you know, why am I so stressed out? Because there are other people that are more than willing to help in a certain situation. Like, no, I do it by myself. Like, it's okay to ask for help. And I've started learning that recently. And that's, you know, I honestly think I am where I am today because of the fact that I have asked for help. That's just straightforward. Um, you know, it's, you know, I guess some, for some people, it's an ego thing. Like, oh, I have to be able to do everything on my own. Um, in some cases, it's, it's okay. To, and people are willing to help, especially if it's something... Um, you know, if it's, if it's something that they support or, or agree with, um, 100%. Yes. We go so much further together. You've probably heard this yeah. saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it is such a huge piece of releasing control because when we, when we think we're doing it alone, we're doing it our way, it's all in our hands, so to speak, releasing control and having those people take the wheel on what their genius zone is while yeah. you're in yours. And I'm so happy to hear that you're walking that line. Hmm. So yeah, let's just kind of tighten up this, uh, this little scroll vortex thing. So I love that you said yeah. you can set time apart for that because exactly, because my question would have been, well, yes, there's golden nuggets there and it could be absolutely dream related, business related. And is that moment actually the moment to like do a business activity? I'm scrolling Instagram for the golden nuggets. No, it's probably for something else, but we're telling ourselves. So yeah, even setting aside like 30 minutes to just like check in on stories, posts, all your inspirational stuff. Like, Hey, is there anything here for me today? Um, So I love that you said that, um, that said with the neck thing, I totally hear you. And I highly recommend at any point, somehow positioning yourself where you're so basically, I love to hold the phone like on the elbow, and even the elbow like on the body or however, so that I'm always looking straight. So even if, well, hopefully, if someone catches me on the street, and I'm on my phone, I will be looking straight forward, instead of like, almost the 90 degree head down, which some people are so skilled at right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've only recently started becoming conscious of that after I started dating Elliot. Um, mm. Because he's um, so he is uh, paraplegic, he's paralyzed chest down. So he has, you know, great awareness of body posture, mostly because he's sitting, he, he lives a life in a chair now. And um, he's just such an amazing, positive human in my life that you just mm. know happen to you know walk into my life and roll into my life in this case <laughs> <laughs> and I'm learning so much also about the things that he and also the disabled community has to go through that are like overlooked by so many people and one of these things is you know good posture yeah. um and you know how you know how important and how grateful I am to have a wonderfully working spine and um, you know, I'm just, I'm just starting to become more grateful of my body and of um, my able-bodiedness and that I want to be able to help people and be there for people who have difficulties, who have gone through struggles. And I, I don't know. So that's, that's one of the reasons why, that's probably the only reason why I've started, um, yeah, having a more of a self-awareness of that. And it's been you know, it's such a positive thing. It's such a simple thing. It's good posture. Um, but it actually goes a long way. Yeah. It really 100%. Does go a long way. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm so grateful that Elliot and the community is, is just like um, templating that for you. Yeah. So I'm curious about that part where you said it's um, that you feel guilty. I think you use the word guilty about, mm-hmm. you know, scrolling and taking that time. Like, where is that? What's the voice of that? Can we just give that some, a couple sentences like what's that voice Mm -hmm. I could be calling my grandma and talking to my grandma about my day who lives by herself and doesn't have really anyone to talk to except her cat or like a friend or now and then that calls Mm. and I I could be talking to her or talking to a loved one or right or playing some music that makes me feel good that'll eventually make others feel good by when I play for them um I by playing music I mean I I've started I bought a mandolin. I want to learn mandolin. I have a, I have like 
eight ukuleles, so I got at least one of them I can play at any time. So I, I guilty as in, wow, I've just spent 45 minutes looking at nothingness where I could have been either a, you know, either doing something productive, but if I didn't want to do something product like productive as in writing my thesis or doing schoolwork, or B, I could have also been doing something that actually brings me joy. I don't think that scrolling through Instagram really brings me any joy. Mm. And in these other, and I just want to pull on this thread to just check if there's any piece of people pleasing as you've shared or um, Mm. doing something for others. And I want to circle back to that being taken advantage of just real quick. Is that just in the solar business or is that in general? Oh, that's in everything that I do. Um, Also really hugely in the, in the roaming club, I'm constantly making sure that everyone is enjoying themselves after the end of Mm -hmm. every practice. I'm like, did you guys have fun? That's what matters the most. Um, But I'm realizing I have more and more people canceling last minute. I have more and more people taking advantage of the fact that I'm sort of lackadaisical. I'm not lackadaisical in the sense, like I'm not strict. If you don't show up to practice, you're off the team. Like that's, not how I like to structure things. I want everyone to feel comfortable to say, okay, if they need to sleep in, that's okay. If they need, if something's going on, that's okay. But it's happening over and over and over and over again. And other people, Mm -hmm. they don't realize that the other teammates rely on them to show up in order to row. So if you are constantly signing up to row, because I I have a sign-up sheet where people practice and sign up for practices. So I can organize the lineups for whoever rows in what boat. And we recently got permission to start rowing in eight. And the eights are the most powerful. Um, they're the fastest boats. And they're also the most expensive and the ones that I need to put the most effort into making sure that they're okay. Not to say I don't put any effort in the doubles or fours, but the eights, you know, right right now we're using the Parks eight. And for me, that's a huge deal. So hmm. the, the fact that we're rowing in eight. But the only way you can row in eight is if you have eight people. And for we were able to do it the past two days we I had to frantically call everyone in my contact list because I had three people cancel last minute on me and those Mm. and those three people were actually pretty dedicated people because I keep track on who cancels and last minute so I can have sort of an idea of okay who's reliable who's not reliable but I hate to like put people in categories like that but as a coach now I have to Yes. Um, I have to do that. And I have to like sort of, you know, realize, okay, this is the kind of person that tends to cancel last minute. I should plan ahead and ask for more people to show up because if this, if X, Y, and Z happens, if they don't show up, then we have backup. And mm. I, I had, I expected everyone in that boat had been a reliable athlete and had three of them say they couldn't go. And, um, which I understand, you know, several once this semester, I was like, Hey guys, I'm really not feeling it today. I had two, three hours of sleep. I cannot coach you guys today. And there's no other coach running your team. So it's either me or or no one. Um, so, uh, basically I, I understand, but then I was put through the stress of, wow, everyone is waiting. Everyone's relying on me or on the others for, in order for this to go. And if these people don't show up, then we cannot row the eight. We have to go down to the four, which is okay. We can row the four and then we'll have three extras. Um, and but I know it's just like, for me, I feel like I'm putting in so much love and love and effort into this, but I also have not done much recruiting either. I haven't had time to recruit people to do, the, to make the art of a poster, to make a beautiful poster, to show the art of rowing and promote it. Like 
I've had no time to do that. I'm just like word of mouth. Hey guys, rowing is fun. Come try it out. And then they try it and they love it. And then they do it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really gone. I've gone to the schools, gone to the club fairs. I, I've done some of that, but I, you know, I don't have a full-time marketing team. Most teams that have full-time marketing teams um, and they actually, and also most people pay to be part of a rowing team. I've been very clear that I don't want the athletes to have to pay an insane amount of money to be a part of a club team. But then again, if you're paying for something, you have more of an incentive to go because you're, you, uh, are just like, Hey, I put my, I put money into this. I guess I have to show up. And if you have, it's like, Oh, it's free. You know, eh, she'll figure it out. If I don't show up, she always makes it work. Like they all know I always make it work, but it's more stressful for me. If I do, make yeah. it work. I do always do make it work. That is for sure. Everybody knows that, but okay. Um, I guess that's where my, my guilt comes in and where the, the, I'm doing something that I love, but it's becoming stressful and I'm worried that I'm getting a little bit burnt out. I'm, I just, I don't want to lose that spark that I have simply because yes. of, I don't want to say incompetence of other people, but nobody really under, yet understands the importance of, you know, that, you know, of, of inter, I forget the, 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 how I can say it, interreliance on each other, interdependence. There you go. Codependence on each mm. other. It's a team. So we rely on each other. If you don't show up, that's seven people. We can't row the eight. If three don't, three people don't show up, that, that messes up a lot of things. Um, so I don't think it's fully like embedded in their brains just yet how important it is. Wow. Okay. So amazing. Seriously, just you are so powerful. Um, it sounds like there is a lot that you're learning about leadership, um, yes. a lot that you're also committed to becoming a better and better leader every single day, which is such a gift to your people. And there's this one thing that you said where I always make it work and they know I always make it work. Now this, not that your skill to make something work, but that said, they know I'll make it work. That is the part where we where we can actually increase our leadership um, in, in a way where, let me just say it um, kind of bluntly in another way, that yeah. is enabling our people to hand the ball to us and say, you figure it out. I'm going to yeah. bail today. Yeah. And putting that extra work on you, putting that potential, you know, road to burnout, um, which we absolutely don't want because burnout really sucks and doesn't feel good at yeah. all. And it's yeah. going to affect multiple parts of our life, um, let alone keeping that spark. So um, I'm wondering, and I'm wondering if you have something like it's So instead of, how about this, instead of the person being like, Hey, I know this person might be not reliable. So I'm going to reach outward to other people and have them come in case reaching out to that particular person and say, Hey, I know something might come up and I really need you here on this day. Can you commit to it? Or do you foresee that something might get in the way because I am relying on you and kind yes. of flipping the table in that way versus them not even relying, but sort of knowing that you've got it flipping the right. table as that vulnerable leader and saying, I really need you to come because X, Y, Z. Right. Right. So um, how does that feel? Have you done that? I have done that. Yes. Okay. Um, I have, I have a whole message copied and pasted like, <laughs> in my notes page. Like, Hey, I really need you to come. This would be really, really, you know, it's, you're, it's really important for you to show up. I know it's an early morning practice, but you've done this many other times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really need you to show up. The team needs you. The team relies on you. Please set your alarm. Please make sure you're awake. Um, or if it's an afternoon practice, please show up. Um, make okay. don't get lost somewhere. Um, and I, <laughs> I've sent that to multiple people. And I feel like- Do they reply? Like, yes, they do reply. Okay, amazing. Yes, they do reply. And then that does work. But I feel yes. like- I'm putting more effort into something where I could be putting efforts yes. into other things. Like, I feel like I should be putting my efforts more into someone who's more naturally committed versus I'm putting in so much effort to make this person who takes half their effort to just show up when I could actually be working with someone who's actually not, I'm going to say naturally, but like really into it themselves. Yeah. hundred percent. Like why, why would I try to, get someone to enjoy it who's just coming for the sake of coming versus someone who's really wanting to be part of this team and is is really dedicated to it I I I just don't want to make I want to make sure I'm channeling my energy in the right places and I feel like I don't want to waste my energy to making phone calls to people who are naturally prone to (laughs) not showing up yes so have you had sort of a um, I'll call it like a housekeeping meeting where this is what you say straight out. Where, where I have something not. Like mm-hmm. I've sent emails though. I send weekly emails saying, hey, it's really important that you show up, but I've not had a whole like team meeting with everyone there where I say, hey guys, attendance yeah. is crucial. I have not done that. So that might be something where it's even kind of a separate meeting or a meeting for all members at once. Kind yeah. of like a, hey, we need to chat all of us together in a circle. I need to give this to you and everybody a ton. The other side of it is what I'm hearing is there's an invitation to the club based on rowing is super fun, come experience it. And then yeah. the other side is like, this is elite and you, you know, I need you to be responsible. And so there, there, there might be some people being attracted in that are like, it's fun. Let me yeah. try it out. Yeah. And and there's a different spirit from kind of the truth that you're expressing right now. Yes. That, um, yeah. So this, this kind of, for example, in, in the coaching business, we start seeing this where, um, we might be attracting in certain clients that are like halfway serious, not really serious. And then we start shifting our messaging. We start speaking in a different way. And now it's clear that this experience is a different caliber and not yeah. that there's higher or lower, but there's just different traits that are being called in. Yeah. So there might be a shift like that, or there might be like a branching off of like a second club, not to give you more to do, but it's like, one of them is just like fun. If you show up, great. And the other one is like, we are going for a a purpose and you really, and yeah, it calls for, it's almost like I hear you on whether you're using your energy in in an optimal way. And I think there's something here where there's almost like, I'll do, for example, I'll do this meeting, which is an extra time, an extra thing on my calendar and my energy, because it will save me energy in other ways. Later. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what I have done is I have, so we practice six days a week, Monday through Saturday, and I've set Wednesdays as being the recreational days. So if you're Mm -hmm. one of those people that only wants to come once a week, or just wants to show up just for the for sake of, oh, I like being in a boat, you come on Wednesdays. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are for my competitive rowers that want to row yes. 
competitively, which I've before it was just like show up whenever you want. And then, but then the problem is I have a new rower in the boat and then have all these experienced people that have to wait while I coach them because you got to learn the technique. Otherwise you're going to hurt yourself. Um, so they're all sitting there waiting for them to catch on. And then they try to row mm. and this new rower is still sort of struggling, but you know, they're, they're having a great, they're having a blast because the boat's going fast. and like, Whoa, this is great. Um, but the other rowers are like, wow, <laughs> could be going so much faster if everybody knew how to row. Um, so I just, you know, I'm, I'm structuring this now to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to come out and, and be part of this. Um, but also I, I, I'm doing this also sort of selfishly for myself in the sense where I want to be able to hop in a boat and have eight people really working together and, Mm -hmm. and correctly rowing and everyone feeling the rhythm together. And in order to do that, you have to, have to, have to come more often. That's the only way that you can really start. It's by, it's just same as simple as practice. So that's what I'm mm-hmm. telling everyone. If you are getting frustrated, it is because you are only coming once a month. That is the, mm. that is the only reason why. And cause I ha- I'll have people coming up to me like, Tony, do you have any suggestions on things that I can improve on? I'm like, yes, I can give you a whole list of things, suggestions. I'd be happy to help you improve on, but you're going to miss it. You're going to knowing you, you're going to, you're going to come next week and you're going to forget how to row again. I'm going to have to teach from the very beginning. And it's always best to try to commit yourself to something. If it's something that you're really excited about also because new college doesn't really have this type of team sport where mm-hmm. um, uh, it's, it's a new college is, is it's a liberal arts college. It's not really known for its athletics. So it's really kind of the first of its kind, but I'm trying to mm. alter it to make it more cult, like to, to build a team culture. Because yeah. I remember in high school, the team culture that I was surrounded by was really exclusive and pretty toxic. Um, there was always gossip happening. And if a girl didn't make it into a boat, she was shamed for it. And mm-hmm. I just really despise that. And that's something I really, really want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I love the competitive aspect. I love trying to make yourself be a better person and a better athlete than you think you are. Put yourself... Um, in a position where you can go beyond what you thought is ever capable. That's what, that's what every practice is for. That's what I try to make every practice be for everyone and have them at the end of the day, you know, get off the water and then be like, wow, I just did that. I would have never believed myself if I, that I would have done this. Like if I told myself this morning, wow, today you're going to row a 10 K like they, they wouldn't know. Um, so mm. I want, I want, you know, it, it makes everyone feel good. It makes me feel good. But then, you know, I have, I have the issues of, I guess, preparing for in advance, but it, I honestly, it's worth it. Cause at the end of the, after practice every day, I'm like, wow, through all that last minute panic and calling people, we had that great row. Like that was so worth it. And, mm. um, and it's, I guess to, to some people it might not be worth it, but I'm, I'm trying to remind myself, like, there's a reason why you're doing all this. There's a reason why it's a little bit frantic right now. And, but I, you are totally right in the sense where I can save myself time and effort by really having a team meeting and making it very clear that you need to attend practices. Everyone relies on you. Uh, we rely on each other, like, you know, make it understand that, you know, if, if you if, as one individual think, oh, it's okay for me to drop off. So we've had an extra person signed up if three people think that, then that's, that's an issue. So, um, yeah, 
there's two things that I feel here. And one of them is the team culture meetings, even if it's just once a month. Um, So for example, any, any team of people need, you know, it's so beneficial to have that time where we're not actually doing the work or being in the action. We're talking about what are some of the issues? How do we fix the issues? And why are we even here in the first place? So this story that you told about the toxic culture in high school and what happened and how you stand for something so very different from that. Have you spoken about that with people, with, with the, everybody, does everybody know that? Um, I'm sure a few people know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure because I, I, I find myself repeating myself because I'm there six days a week. I only have some people who come three days a week, some people who also come six days a week. But when I'm I do carpool, so I drive people when I'm driving, I'm talking about rowing. I'm talking about when I was rowing in high school and I've mm-hmm. talked about it before. But I know not everyone knows that I haven't done a sit down conversation like, hey, listen, I am making a trying to make a positive culture here and I need your help. Yeah, um, I've not done that. I think that would be great to just do everybody all together. That so everybody yeah. who wants to be on the team is committed to the team comes. It's like one event once per month where it's it's this kind of experience. And um, the other thing I'm wondering if you have an apprentice, just someone who is you see is also at the level that you're looking to be or you're looking to invite people into someone committed. Is there anyone like that to like take over after I graduate? Mm- well, or no, because, okay, what I'm hearing is like, there's these, so the people who come once in a while and need to be retaught because they haven't mm-hmm. been there to mm-hmm. be at the level of being in the boat altogether, there might be sort of a, um, a second time slot where let's just call this person the apprentice. The apprentice mm-hmm. is giving the skills to the newer people or the people mm-hmm. who might not be ready. And that time slot happens like the day before your time slot. We're okay now. Right. You're ready to come tomorrow and get in the boat, and we don't need to waste time or anybody's um, energy. Yeah, um, an apprentice. I mean, I I have people on the team who rode when they were in high school. I have people on the team who know, you know, how rowing works, and that they're on the same level as I am in terms of coaching and explaining things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I usually feel more comfortable if I'm the one doing it. Yeah. Simply because I, I get worried that they might, because you need a lot of patience, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of patience. Um, and it's, it's difficult to have that kind of patience with someone who, you know, has been on the team for several months, but is still not getting their blade in the water for some reason. Like it's, mm-hmm. I've, cause I've coached elementary and middle school and I've sort of, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, I get like overly excited when they do something right. Sort of, so for example, yeah. um, so, you know, ultraly positive, just because I, that's, that's what I started. I started coaching elementary and middle school. So I know, of course, coaching college kids is a totally another ball game, but I've included some little aspects of how, of my personality, of how I coach middle schoolers, elementary schoolers, and they seem to like it, especially those people who aren't coming as often. They're like, wow, I did one really good rowing stroke and she's so happy about it. And I want to make her even more happy by rowing well more yeah so um that's yeah that's great coaching skills yeah other other the other people aren't necessarily like that they're more so like coaching college kids the normal coaching way like very straightforward your blades on the water again your blades not in the water square earlier like 
which you know some people need that some people like that um but so far the everyone that i guess the the few handful of people that i've been working with that are that are struggling in this way respond better to like the more middle schooler ish aspect of coaching um i still use terminology that's more um um i guess i guess more for adults Mm-hmm. Uh, versus like I'm some kind of like structuring how I phrase things to be understood by adults versus the middle schooler would have no idea what I'm talking about yeah um so I but I you know try to make sure I keep my tone very light very positive and even you know it's, it's also being very flexible if something frustrating or bad happens like I have an athlete who's on the spectrum in the sense where she um if something goes wrong, she will stop and then literally start screaming, um, mm. which is which is scary for everyone else. So like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I said, okay, everyone, wait enough. Are you okay? No, I'll stop. Wait enough just means stop. And I'll be and I'll say, hey, is everyone okay? Um, and then so she so if something goes wrong, she gets super frustrated and starts fidgeting. Um, so she like starts shaking back and forth. Her hands start twitching, and you know, of course, in rowing, not everything's going to be perfect I tell everyone right off the bat accept the fact that there are going to be several strokes today that will not be perfect just it is a fact it's not going to be perfect rowing 100% of the time because we've never rowed this lineup before um and so she I think she is it's good for her but it's also affecting the other people in the boat because they get scared when she screams when she Mm -hmm. screams that's her reaction to something not going perfectly that's her reaction, but she's one of my most dedicated rowers. Mm. She's there every single day. And just because she doesn't say goodbye when after practice, or just because she's not really vocal about things does not mean she's not dedicating herself and her time and her effort. But I also want to make sure the other people in the, in the boat are comfortable. Cause I notice a lot of them are uncomfortable because it's very often where like, say if she misses a stroke uh, or like if, if her blade gets stuck in the water for a brief amount of time, she will scream that's just her reaction to it. And mm-hmm. I, I tried to talk to her about it, like, Hey, listen, you can't scream. It freaks other people out. She, she doesn't respond to it. She's, you know, it's for, for her, it's, it's, she's definitely on the spectrum. So she doesn't understand, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is okay. And I'm so happy and grateful to have her on the team. And again, I want to have this inclusive rowing culture where anyone yeah. can be part of it, but I'm like trying to think, okay, how do I make sure that she is comfortable and that everyone else is also comfortable while having her, be part of the team included in the team while not freaking anyone else out and it's a very mm. hard thing to balance but I'm sure everyone's super understanding everyone understands that um she is on the spectrum and that um you know we're very happy to have her there and she's one of my best rowers but she does get frustrated so I'm thinking of having a separate coaching thing with her and working with her because she's one of my most dedicated athletes and making I'm I feel like working with her would be worthy of my time in the sense Mm. of because I think she would benefit from learning if something goes wrong I don't have to scream like just 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 bloody murder um but I I haven't really done that yet so I'm like trying to think okay race day is coming up soon and I don't want to have her in a lineup and then something goes wrong and she screams, then everyone is just thrown off. And it's like, oh no, she just screamed. Something's wrong. We need to stop. Um, so, but yeah, how, how I'm just, I guess I'm going to have to figure out a way how to make that work. Um, 
I, yeah, you're doing amazing. This is so remarkable. Like truly you're doing such an amazing job. Um, my question is, is everybody aware that this is her response? Like this is her natural response. If I'm in a boat with her, I expect that to happen at some point. Um, not everyone is. So I might then end up having a team meeting maybe without her and just explain to them, Hey, listen, this will be her response if something goes wrong. Yeah, for sure. Um, Whether it's with her or without her, or you just let her know that you're going to be making people aware so that, so that as a team, it's cohesive. We're kind of expecting that maybe even like we're supporting each other through that or support, like her included in all of us supporting each other through that. Um, So it's, it's really like what I'm hearing is more communication, more Mm -hmm. time, like in the, just letting people know what you're handling, what you're Mm -hmm. going through, what you're navigating. And, and by that, almost sharing that load, Uh, not everyone has the unique skills that you have. Everybody has their unique skills. You have this unique coaching skill, unique leadership skill, and handing over that I don't want to say it's a burden, but, but letting other people know what you're managing and by that actually trusting them more, leaning into them more, giving them their responsibility back more, even letting people know what happens for you when they've confirmed a practice and don't show up. Like, what do you need to go through? And that gives the person the responsibility back, especially if they're one of the people that said, I'm there for racing. I do want to do this. And then they flake. Um, mm-hmm. so that, so that, um, we take away a little bit of the mother energy, the mother that's like, it's okay. I'll handle it. I'll make it work. No worries. I just want you to have fun. Yes. One of the core values is fun. And it's also them rising into their power even more. So not only are they rowing, they're becoming better leaders of themselves, yeah. of their life, of their yeah. experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see. There is something else. Um, Yeah. Is there, so we kind of started speaking about this from feeling like there might be places where you're either giving too much or people pleasing or being taken advantage of. Is there another place, another example, another experience where you're feeling this? Um, Yeah. Uh, There's, I guess I, I like to think that I'm, I, I, that I work well with people and that I like to make sure I'm on good terms with everyone. And part of my brain translates that to do favors for everyone. Mm. I've people are very in general are no, know that I am often say yes to things, to doing favors for people. And I've mm-hmm. nothing, no, there's, there's nothing against every once in a while. Of, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I really, really, really need a lot of help with this, please. I'm happy to do that. But if it's something that I, I don't know that I'm doing literally just so that I can be on good terms with them, because mm-hmm. for example, there's, there's this person whose father's really important to um, one, to uh, a business that, that I'm working with to the gizmo business. And I, I feel guilty that I am only being nice to this person simply because I need to be on good terms with their father and I, you know, I, I, I like the person, they're a nice person, but I wouldn't go out of my way to go have dinner with them. And they recently asked me, Hey, can you help? I'm moving homes. Can you help me pack my entire room and <laughs> move into a van? 
so that I can move to the new house. And I'm like, well, if I say no, their dad's going to be upset because, and then, you know, they're super important with our business. So I feel like this is sort of a business move for me to be with this person, but I would also so much rather spend time with Elliot that day. Yeah. Um, so I, I oh, know. love. Yes. Okay. Wait, let me just kind of <laughs> cut into that and just, and just kind of be super blunt and say, packing up a person's room is almost never a business move. So, yeah. So there, there gets to be, um, and, and I would be even curious if it's, if it's true or if it's very likely true that their father will then be upset with you for, for whatever reason saying Mm -hmm. that's, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Or is that a feeling that, is that a fear or a feeling or even a projection? It's a, it's a fear of feeling or projection where later on, if like we were to be having dinner with them, be like, oh yeah, remember that time when you, when, when, uh, when my kid asked if you could help them move rooms and you said no, like, I don't know, even if it's just joking, like, I feel like in like in the, I don't know if it's going to have any effect on our relation business wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like everything that I've been doing for this person has been favor wise just I feel like okay once a month I have to do a favor for this person to remind them that I still have that connection and that I haven't forgotten about them um Mm -hmm. but in reality I just I I would so much rather be putting my energy and effort towards someone else absolutely absolutely and so so here I would say that we you know we're teaching people how to treat us and how to think of us and because you do have this very powerful business that you're creating um, by doing kind of very, um, I don't even know how to say this. A favor is one thing that said, it starts to, it starts to maybe look like the person is like, well, Tony's just going to be there. She's my go-to person, like anything I, you know, I'll just call that is actually in a sense, creating, creating a less um, potent energy for yourself, even in that way, um, versus kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm this creative business person with a really incredible world shifting idea. Um, this is who I am. And, you know, I'll be kind to you. I'll be a good person to you. I will support you as a human being. And I'm not going to overstep my boundaries because if I show you that I'm overstepping them here and I'll be there at a moment's notice, even to the detriment of my personal relationships and my personal life, at a certain point that may repeat in a different flavor in the actual business itself. Right. So versus actually creating what we think we're creating, but with that tinge of fear, like I'll do this because otherwise I'll lose business that might actually repeat in another way. So I, you know, it's, I would, again, it's like kindness, courtesy, mm-hmm. um, love and support and and, and, you know, this is challenging and, um, being who you are, being who you are in this work, in this business, um, as the business person. Um, so yeah. even, you know, well, first of all, like, how is that landing? And I'll give you a couple examples of how you might handle that particular situation, what you might actually say in that particular situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but how is that landing first? Um, well, I have. I have uh, what I have their notifications on my phone on silence just because I you know every time I receive a message from them, I'm like, Oh no, what do they want me to do for yeah. them now? Like what's another yeah. favor that they're asking for? Um, so I haven't, you know, I'm normally very responsive to messages 
but since I have their messages on silent, I usually take longer to respond. Um, and I, I don't know. I know that they've gone through a lot. They are disabled mm-hmm. and, you know, they now know that I'm dating a disabled person. So their whole mm-hmm. thought process, oh, you're always there to help disabled people. So that's, um, that's, that's, so you'd be totally okay with doing this. Mm, um, yeah. And that's, that's where our friendship is based off of is me doing favors for them. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's, that's all our friendship is based off of. And I feel bad because, you know, previously our, our initial connection was through a business venture and I helped them get into the school that we're at right now. And um, it was, I helped them get into new college. And so I was like very involved with, with, their, with them helping them apply and, um, and enjoy being here. But, uh, you know, hyping up new college. And now there's like, hey, you hyped me up to go to new college. Uh, now I'm here. So let's let's I don't know (laughs) I don't know yeah (laughs) it's a funny situation yeah for sure well so barring any of the even even if we were to put this person being disabled to the side and we were just to take like any character trait any Mm -hmm. um life history trait that we have become connected with a person over and, and then we get into like, this relationship is based on favors. So again, there is actually kind of a similar piece here where we are stepping forward with, um, in a way that allows the other person to stay uh, less w- with less of their self-responsibility, um, even with less of um, social communication prowess. So just like with the team, it's like, well, if you sleep in and don't come, even though you said you would, I'll step three steps forward into your territory and your responsibility. And I'll let mm-hmm. you kind of just do your thing and I'll take on extra. Yeah. So it's a similar yeah. experience that's just repeating yeah. a different area of life. So that's so right. Yeah. That right there is, is your personal piece of the puzzle where when that's unlocked and that's attended to a new level of your power and your leadership and your even success is there mm-hmm. yeah. because it's a way that we're still, um, we're still giving away that power, even, even potentially similar to the Instagram scroll. It's like, I'm so powerful. Like where that said, where can I keep a hook and, and a siphon into yeah. me? And again, so there's yeah. like such a kind way to do this, um, such a loving way to do this. And if, if we took away any guilt and any shame and any fear of, um, the, the father in the business venture, if we just took all of that away and we looked at this situation just between you, this activity and this other human being, and there's nothing else to it, what might you say? What, how might you deal with it then? How might you respond to it then? If I put it into a different perspective? Yeah. If we took away any of the things that we've like put on top of this and it's like, well, if I mm-hmm. don't do it, then that, then this, but just like, right you know, you've been asked to help a person move and you'd rather not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, digging deep down, I have to realize that I, I love doing favors for people. I love the, you know, people being grateful, expressing gratitude because I know they would do the same for me. Um, and, but I guess in this situation, it's learning about when to say no. Hmm. Um, and I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. I'm very much a yes person. Yeah. So, uh, 
I guess I, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I have to dig deep down inside and decide where are my priorities and why, why am I prioritizing this? And it's, um, you know, what deep, deep down, what is the core reason for it? Is it out of fear? Is that it's, it's mostly usually, I guess, out of fear of losing a connection. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's a way to be doing the digging while responding to this as well. And Mm -hmm. so even just with what you said, that was so beautiful and vulnerable right there about the connection, um, a way that I might respond to this is, um, let's say the person's name is Anna, like, Hey, Anna, I appreciate that you've asked me to help you with this. Um, and that day I'll actually be spending with my boyfriend. The time is really precious to me and I really prioritize it. That said, I'm also really nervous to say that I won't be able to help you with this because I really, Mm -hmm. you know, love our connection and I don't want me saying no or me telling you that I'm not going to be able to help you with this to affect our connection. So I hope that it doesn't. And, um, you know, if you just like physically need help moving the room, I can recommend a couple of things. Just let me know if you'd like me to do that. And then you can recommend like, I don't know, you know, some, some other support like a person who specializes in like moving items. Yeah. Yeah. For I guess they figured it'd be, you know, make more sense for them to just ask a friend, yeah. phone a friend, but not, not many of their friends would say yes to that. So yeah. Um, yeah. And they also just moved here. So they don't have a lot of friends. So they're using yeah. kind of that as leverage saying, Hey, you're my only friend here. And if you say no, then kind of screwed. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't like being guilt tripped in that way. Well, um, exactly. I don't like being put in that position. Um, and I need, I guess I need to be more aware of when this is happening. Cause I'm just, cause for, for me right now, oh, this is another task that I have to do. Yeah. There's going to be a people pleaser. And I, I just, that's, that's just something I, I got to work on. It's something I got to yeah. change. Well, and it, you know, it takes time and it takes a lot of these uncomfortable moments. Yeah. Um, And what something that you said earlier was like, I just want everyone to be comfortable and um, actually there, depending on the situation and in a safe way, um, in a physically safe way, uh, we can invite people. This is sort of not related to the moving, but to what was spoken about before, we invite people into growing their level of comfort with discomfort, of navigating discomfort in a powerful way. And that's truly what what helps us as leaders to not carry that burden for others. Like, Hey, let me carry your backpack. Let me carry your backpack as well. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. mine. And then Mm -hmm. you're really comfortable on your hike. And like, I got this. Um, So really invite and and suggesting and actually like putting it as a benefit to the person we're speaking to. Um, So even just to circle back to the people who don't come to practice, for example, or that, at the last moment, don't show up instead of also, yes, we share kind of like how this affects the team, how this affects us and what then happens after that, but also flipping it and and actually speaking to, which I know is a good coach, you're doing this, speaking to why this is a benefit to that person, why my action right now, my chosen action right now is actually a benefit to you. Like I'm choosing this action for your benefit. Mm -hmm. So almost like, you know, we're hosting this so that we're hosting this conversation or I'm, I'm inviting this so that you actually become, you enjoy yourself more. You come to yeah. the boat and you do better and that you have yeah. a better experience versus like, I'm hosting this because I'm tired of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh, Anna, you you are amazing. I I I can't compliment you enough. I I'm so grateful for this time that I get to talk to you. And sort of, you know, it's it's a relief to talk about these things because they're, yeah. you know, they're very technical um, and they're very detail oriented. But um, I just feel, I feel so much better. I feel so much better right now. So thank you. Thank you endlessly. I'm, you're so welcome endlessly. And I'm so glad <laughs> that you feel a little bit better. Like this is, it's so interesting. Like these kind of unique, yeah. specific situations with humans. This is, and yeah. I know that as you, um, as you go forward that you will that you will shift this people pleasing dynamic into really all it is on the other side of that is just more amazing leadership more amazing results the same kind of experiences that the people pleasing wishes to do um, mm-hmm. great connections other people benefiting those same results get to happen just in a different way for you and it's really yeah. is like everybody gets to win we just we just go through that discomfort um, those moments where we're like cringing and saying no and seeing that, oh, it, that was okay. That was okay to do. Yeah. And just get better and better at doing that. Wow. Thank you so much, Anna. I, I miss you so much. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to get to see you again, but I I miss you as well. By the way, I'm like, I'm like an hour South of Sarasota and I go to Sarasota all the time. No way. (laughs) Are you serious? I had no idea you're in Sarasota. I live in Sarasota. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. Do you do you have my cell number? <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Um. I will message you as soon as we pop up here, okay. and we can work okay. all that out. I would love okay, to see you and hug good. you and everything. I would cry. Oh my god! Please, please, that would be amazing. <laughs> OTC reunion. Please, that would yes. be amazing. Oh wow and I, and I would love for you to meet Elliot he is such yes. an amazing person you're gonna be blown away by his story it's, oh my gosh I would love to meet him thank you oh my gosh Anna you you are a breath of fresh air and I I am so grateful you have these, like these free 20 spots I was like broke college student um yes I sign up for that so I, I was really love so what you're doing and mm. I you know i I'm, I'm, I'm so, the world is so grateful and the world is so blessed to have you in it. So thank you for everything that you do for everyone. And I'm sure all your clients have told you the same thing, but, um, just from this one meeting, you really, you know, I've, it's nice to hear things from another perspective. And like, you're hearing behind the scenes, like you see all these posts on Instagram and Facebook of what's going on, but like you're seeing hearing behind the scenes of the hard stuff that happens behind the mm-hmm. scenes. So it's, you know, I'm sure, you know, for you, that's really enlightening to see you know that the hardships that go from you know amazing things happen but there's also a lot of hardships that go behind the scenes from these great things a hundred percent you know the the people see the results and it's it's so much that goes on behind the scenes to create that result that experience that project that business coming to life and this is why I'm so grateful to these calls because we're actually pulling back the veil for everybody listening in to Mm -hmm. say like hey this is actually the journey this is the power this is the devotion this is the discomfort and the pain where on the other side you're going to see a smile and a win and this is what the journey is Mm -hmm. wow that's amazing oh and i love you so much i do have a class at 12 30 go for it i do have to head out soon (laughs) but 
thank you endlessly for everything. You're so welcome. You are just such a shining light. You're just an amazing human (laughs) being. I I knew that when we were in camp together and now I'm just like, wow, that like this happened, all of these projects, like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Like just, yeah, I'm sending you so much love. Just, you know, take care of yourself, guard, guard your energy in the most loving, gorgeous way that you are. And you are a gift to this world. And thank you. Oh my gosh. And I can't wait to see you soon. (laughs) Yes. I love having an amazing rest of your day. You as well. Happy Friday. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Anna. Bye. I feel a deeply renewed fire and passion for life. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning into this. It is truly my hope that this inspired your leadership, your your holding of others, your coaching. Um, Maybe this unlocked something in your heart um, like it did for me where it's like, oh, wow, let's go higher. Let's go deeper. Let's go bigger. Um, I truly feel that this was an energetic transmission beyond simply a conversation. And, you know, like we said in the final moments of the conversation there, that there's so much that goes into the shiny results that people see the business, the project, the group, the the Instagram post. There's so much that goes into the back end where there is challenge, there is struggle, if you will. There are questions, there's unsurety. And the way that a leader handles that, the way that a leader reaches out for support to navigate that, um, I'm just blown away at the caliber of leader that Tony is and I'm just so grateful, so grateful for this call. And I just have an invitation for you to book in a conversation for yourself, to book in a coaching call for yourself at the link in the description. If you'd like to have time together like this, to go into your questions, your challenges, your concerns, your upgrades, this is where you can do that at the link in the description. It'll open up my calendar link for you and you can go ahead and book in there. And for you, if you are a coach, which I feel that many people who listen to this transmission are, if you have an online business, if you're putting your teaching for humanity into a course, into a program, if you have that seed inside of you and you're saying, I want to get out there, I want to support people, impact people, be a deeper more optimal coach as well while I'm at it, have those skills to give to my people in a way that they can receive, digest, that they can implement from there. Um, not not just uh, the marketing or the sales side, but really also the, well, what happens then? What happens later when people enroll as well? Um, this is my program, Launch Into Leadership. Launch Into Leadership is a program that ran for the first time right after COVID kind of hit the world scene because so many people at that point were feeling the call of it's go time. There's no more holding back. There's no more waiting. This is my hour. And if anything, I do feel that in my heart right now, that is basically an everyday knowing and, and 
this is where Launch Into Leadership was created. And it didn't run just once, it ran twice. So what you get when you sign up for Launch Into Leadership, you unlock all of the live classes, all of the transmissions, the bonus content that's there that of these two rounds. So this is basically two courses in one with 30 plus hours of content that take you through receiving the idea of what is it that you would like to teach? What is it that you're ready to teach? What is it that you could literally teach on tomorrow? I take you through this, this process to make that super simple, break that down for you, have you realize what you get to include in a course, uh, how to sidestep any of the resistance and any of the weight, am I ready or am I sure? Is this what I'm really teaching? I take you through all of that into then getting it out into the world, creating the posts around it. You learn copywriting, you learn how to message, how to communicate your offering to your people on social media, via emails, and whether you use emails or not, that you're communicating online in this way, um, how to sell, how to receive the money, and how to even design the course and be in it so that your people receive and receive in a sustainable way. So this is my invitation for you today, and I want to offer you a special discount on this for being a listener of this particular podcast. Um, use the discount code PODCAST777, and that discount code is in the show notes as well, the link and the discount code you can find there, so that when you go over, you can enter that in and have an even better price on this incredible, juicy content that takes you through everything. On the other side of this course, um, women have had their first launch, their biggest launch. They healed um, an experience of a launch previously not having gone the way they wanted, healed that. Um, women, women have even used this for offering one-on-one -on -one experiences. So even if you don't feel that you're going to be offering anything in a group format, you can use the same exact principle to design your one-on-one -on -one offering and use the messaging and the copywriting and the design of that offer from what you receive inside Launch Into Leadership. So with that, I want to say thank you to you again. Thank you for being here, for being on this journey of living your most amazing soul fire expression in life and being the most incredible leader that you get to be that continuously evolves and continuously shifts. And oh, I'm so inspired. I'm deeply inspired. My heart is just so open and mushy. My heart is so mushy right now. <laughs> and just with deep gratitude, I bow to you. Thank you.